What is going on everybody? H&K Video Game Experience is back. Thank you all for joining us. Glad you could be here. It's Hollywood Cole here with Clear Fire. What's going on? We are going to talk a little bit about the uh, E3 coming up, the predictions there. So we wanted to wait as long as we could to get the most up-to-date information. And it's all speculation. Everybody's got their own speculation. Some things we know for sure, some things we don't. It'll be a lot of fun just to talk about some of these things that are coming out and what we can expect to see. This is expected. We're hoping to be have a two part here to the predictions and then what actually came true, what we actually saw at E3. So, if you guys are exclusively tuning into us for all your video game news, we will have that for you. One of the biggest events of the year for video games, and uh, we will have that news for you as we get it. So, before that, though, I mean, what did you want to do? You got some news or anything? Come I was just, I was just thinking to jump straight into this because this kind of enwraps all news and everything together too. Okay, well, so unless we want to, unless we want to cover any little bit of news, I really don't have anything in the news. Most of the stuff is E3. It's coming up next week. Um, what was the big news that I heard here? Let me think. There was something. PlayStation's dropping a new fancy looking PS4. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they're dropping a fancy looking PS4 for their. Yeah, the blue one for their uh, PlayStation Days of Summer or Gaming or whatever. I forget the name exactly what they call it. And that's that, that gaming sale they're having from June 8th to the, through the 18th of yeah. June. Yeah, that's so, going to be good. I just want the, uh, what was it? I'm going for Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, that's bucks. what it's called. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting. 20, buck, 20 bucks for the entire thing with all the DLCs man yeah you can't, I can't pass that up I gotta jump on that but can you get it at GameStop too to have a hard copy or is it only download supposedly supposedly well yeah. I mean they're, sell, they're doing the Playstation 4's on it they're, you know, they're all on sale so they've gotta have retailers involved so true so yeah that'll be good um, yeah I mean everything I've checked for news and whatnot. It's, everybody's just focused on E3 so I guess we'll just go ahead and get into it man so uh I have a, I've got a few things that I'm excited about, which we'll get to as we go. Um, some of the stuff that I kind of looked over and kind of guessed about, I'm not super excited about the C3. Um, there's a handful of things that are big things that I'm excited about, but the rest of it's just kind of, yeah, to be expected. I mean, like I said, a lot of it's just guess and speculation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know that you've been digging deep into this, man, so why don't you go ahead and start? Well, first I'm going to start off on the one thing that I'm 
kind of shocked that's not happening is is none of the big three Nintendo, Xbox, or PSP or PlayStation has on their slate to reveal any hardware. So I'm kind of a little shocked by that. They're not even mentioning it at all or anything like that. So that's a little bit of a shocker, especially considering we're getting end of life, getting to end of life on the PS4 and the Xbox One. So, but then too for Nintendo, it's not that much of a shock since they just dropped the Switch about you know a little over a year ago. So, yeah. But but I'm just I'm, I'm a little shocked that they're not even trying to do a little bit of hyping. But I totally get it as well too because right now the predictions are we're not going to see a PS. Five until at the very least 2020, if not 2021, 2022, somewhere in that area. So, and Xbox, the, so I thought Xbox was going to drop some hints of a new Xbox. Maybe I'm just not not that. at this not at this not from this E3 and not from what they've put on their press releases. Okay. Now, I mean, now uh, granted, once again, it's just speculation again, but. Um, I really don't see them dropping anything new. I mean, they did, you know, the Xbox One X has only been out for, you know, just a little bit anyway itself. You know, what, not even quite a full year? Didn't it drop at the end of last year sometime? There's so many different systems, to be honest with you, I don't know. And how many Xbox systems next this generation are there? Three, four? Well, well, if you go back to the One, you've got the One, the One S, and the X. So you've got all three of you got all three of them that all do the exact same thing. The only difference in them is is the one had no 4K gaming abilities. The One S has a 4K Blu-ray player in it and 4K playing abilities, and then the the X is more true 4K. So So I mean, it's the most advanced one. Yeah, it's the highest. It's the highest one you're going to pay the most money for it. It's supposedly the beast of the beast and. Me not being an Xbox player anymore, I don't keep up with Xbox that much. But I'm gonna to try to do better about that for all of our listeners out there. Maybe that do play Xbox. So, okay. But you know, that's just my little. That's my little one little shocker. My my little. I'm a little surprised about that because you know it kind of to me if 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 they don't do it carefully, it's gonna kind of make E3 flat. But you know, we've had flat E3s in the past and still had good things come out later in the year. You gotta so, be very careful with a hardware release because as soon as I hear PlayStation Five, I'm like, "Up, oh, Sony has just abandoned the PlayStation Four, and they're all about the PlayStation 5. And I know that's not true, but a lot of no, people it, probably think that, you know. So they're not gonna yeah, release it unless they know for sure they're ready to. Yeah, people's reactions would definitely do that, and I I get them for I, I get it while they're not gonna say anything about it yet. So, but also to that same, uh, excuse me, also to that same thing, I'm kind of a you know me, I kind of like rumors, kind of like the hype stuff. So it's kind of, I wish they would do a little more hyping on it. But, you know, that's that's their choice and their marketing strategy. So, which it pays off for them. I can't say anything about it. You know, look at what they did with PS4. You know, it's been the biggest games. It's been the, it was the biggest seller this generation. And actually it's made some other generations look pretty dismal. So, right. So that's been pretty impressive. Um, another one too, I don't know if, they're going to reveal more about it, but something I saw in the news uh, just a just a day or so ago is um, Asus is putting out a Republic of Gamers gaming phone, like a full bore gaming phone, and I'm not sure if they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be at E3, and I don't know if they're gonna reveal more about it. But the game, the the phone is pretty beastly. You know, it's it's even got its own cooling system in it to keep help keep it cool so it doesn't burn up from gaming, and even has a uh, gaming controller uh, attachment for it, and it kind of looks like a, a Nintendo 
3ds on crack like it's it's got some you know handles and st- stuff to it. it it looks nice i mean the phone looks awesome and you know me i'm a big on the techie and big on the hardware stuff so that's kind of my hardware feed for this e3 so i'm kind of i'm going to kind of have my ear to the ground to see what what comes of that and if they're going to release uh any any more information on that price wise and uh, more detailed specs and stuff like that but i'll make a prediction on that I, this is my first time hearing about it that it will fail miserably. Uh, There's almost no doubt in my mind that it's not going to fail miserably. I, I don't know if I can agree with you on that just because of seeing what they're designing it for. Their, their main intent and design for is for PUBG slash Fortnite. Considering that those games are so big right now and people would love to be able to play it not only at their homes but be able to play it on the road it okay. could be a it could be a big hit there so let's and they're, so they're that's focus focusing toward those games okay so that's something i didn't know so there so it's going to be better to play console games is that what it's, you're saying or is it well, I mean, cell phone I, games it's not going to be cell phone games I mean, it's going to be whatever games that are developed for it it's going to be i'm i am guessing it's android based so it would be cell phone games but you know, PUBG and Fortnite. Fortnite are both releasing mobile versions of their games. So putting that out there like that, you know, the, the selling point to a phone like that might be doing, you know, games like that. You know, Sony has their Xperia line of phones that has remote play that attaches it into the PS4. And then, of course, Xbox, when they had the Windows phones, you don't see them very much anymore, but when they had the Windows phones, they had remote play in it as well and had the capabilities of you doing remote play with uh, your Xbox games. Exactly. So, All of those are kind of so little known. I mean, hardcore gamers, you know, I, I could easily be wrong. I mean, the Switch, you know, with its mobile gaming, it took off. I mean, the Switch and Nintendo is obviously going to be one thing. If it was a standalone console without it mm-hmm. undocking, and being mobile, I would still want one. That's not the draw for me. So, but hardcore gamers are not cell phone gamers. You know, they are. I mean, but PUBG. And this is where you throw me, throw me for a curveball. PUBG and Fortnite on the system, the Asus phone. You know, could be a wholly different ball game. If they are developing mm-hmm. stuff for that, then it's different. But I, you know, how much is it going to cost? Blah blah blah. Yeah. But I just don't see it because. I just don't see it. I mean, Nintendo's the king of handhelds, and it's, you know, they got games specifically for that, but and they're not, any one of them is like a cell phone mm-hmm. game. There are no microtransactions in Zelda Link Between Worlds, you know, and Monster Hunter uh, that I know of. You know how, so not, I don't want to get off track. I know they're in there, but the one for the 3DS, I mean, you can play the game completely through without any microtransactions. It's not built around that. Cell phone games are built around microtransactions. They develop the microtransactions and a game around that, it seems like. You know, mm-hmm. how are we going to milk money? And then let's build a game around that as, as opposed to Monster Hunter, all these games like, yeah, here's your full-up experience for $60. And then we, you know, if you want something extra, it's there, but you don't have to take it. But anyway, I, I just don't think it would do well if it's based on cell phone games. If it's based on these other things, then it's got a little hint of a little hope there. But well, otherwise. I'm gonna throw you another curveball with the phone. Uh oh. So Samsung, uh, Samsung, when they dropped the Note 8, and it might even before the Note 8, they had a thing called the Dex Dock, where you could basically dock your phone into it, and it would, you know, could plug up to a monitor, keyboard, and everything. You basically would have a small mini computer. Well, they're planning to do the same thing with this uh, ROG, with this uh, ASUS ROG phone. Uh, 
And from the looks of it, it looks like it might turn it into a, a mini PC. And if it does that, then it does have access into PC games, Steam, and all that kind of stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, Steam is trying to slowly make their way toward mobile phones and everything like that, too. So, you know, it's got the market to do it. And I think if they if they do it right, then they could actually pull it off. Is it something that I'm just going to go nuts for? No, but if it is, is it something I'm definitely looking at to see if I want to, you know, grab up something to have a different phone than everybody else? Because, you know me, I like to have the different stuff. Yeah. So if it's something I might want to jump on. So that was just another one of those, those, those random things that I have before we really get deep into E3 stuff. So. Okay. Got a list here of all the pre, uh, predictions for E3 that I've kind of come up with. And like I said, a handful of them are some that I'm excited about and uh, some of them I am not. And of course, it's like it's for everybody, but you got any particular ones you want? How do you want to do this? Let's just go down. You know, we'll save Nintendo for last. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so you want to go for, uh, so let's maybe, I'll just start it off then. My favorite thing about this E3 that we're expecting to see is a new game from CD Projekt Red that they did The Witcher, you know, Witcher 3. They 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 blew it up with that. They've been very, very, very successful with that. It's one of my favorite games, all-time favorites. And they have another game coming out that we're... we're we, nobody knows for sure what it's going to be, but they're assuming it's going to be Cyberpunk 2077. And so to me, I'm thinking Shadowrun in a Witcher, you know, mm-hmm. type of world. Oh my gosh, dude, I would just te- tear that up. I would love that to be true. So I'm really excited about that to see what they're going to release and see if there's any gameplay footage for it. There's only been that little trailer uh, and they've been talking about it forever. So man, if that's what it is, that would be so good and that it's almost complete and a, re- a release later this year or whatever the case. And, and they put that, the love that they put into Witcher and the time they put into Witcher and can even start a whole new series. Oh, that would be great. That's the one I'm the most excited about. Um, me? Let's see. So there's so many rumors that I love. And I'm just all over the rumors on this. So I'm just like trying to figure out which one I like. I'd probably say right now the rumor that I love that unfortunately I think has already been squashed is the announcement or at least the hinting of Borderlands 3. I really want a new Borderlands game. I love Borderlands 1 and 2. Not so much the prequel, but, you know, it still was, you know, Borderlands still was fun. But, you know, I'm just hoping that they don't uh, leave Borderlands off. You know, that's kind of the rumor. You know, I've I've started hearing some squashings of that rumor. And I'm just hoping, hoping big time that they pulled that out. It's It's a fun game. So much fun. So much replayability, so much fun factor, and it's and it's it's a modern game that has a lot of fun factor. So I'm really hoping to hear more about that. And then too, of course, you know me being a me being in the love hate relationship with Destiny that I'm in. Well, I'm let me get waiting. on Borderlands for a second. Yeah, go ahead and get Borderlands. So one of the one of the twists there for Borderlands, not a twist, but out of the blue for some people. Uh, is uh, Rage 2. So mm-hmm. that's ID software. And did you play Rage 1? It's on uh, 360. I, I didn't. Mm-mm. 
it is a great game. I mean, they, ID is just kind of they they almost don't even really care about. I don't know what they're doing. They don't put a lot into marketing for whatever reason. Doom, phenomenal game. Everybody knows Doom, and you kind of go, yeah, Doom's played out. Do the new one. Phenomenal game, which, by the way, Doom 2 is also on the uh, list that could be released, which we'll get into Doom 2 in a minute. I'll, I'll get more into Doom when we get there. But great game by ID is my whole point. Rage is also a great game, and the reason I put, tied in with Borderlands because that's essentially exactly what it is. It's a serious Borderlands um, I enjoyed it. I really loved that Rage, and uh, Rage Two is coming out, and it's like you know, obviously they got the cell shade graphics and stuff for Borderlands. This is the same type of thing. You got the you know diff- a ton of different weapons, uh, shooting up the enemies with the numbers and the whole the whole deal. They're exploring an open world land uh, area and stuff. It is super fun. I mean, it's a great. If you have not played Rage and you like Borderlands, you will like Rage. And so Rage Two is one that they're expecting. You know, and this is like what well, this game's like. You know, Rage is like eight years old or something. I don't even know how old, but it's, uh, you know, it's such a great game. I'm so glad they're gonna do a, a Rage too, and so we're hoping that's gonna be released. And I mean, I, I, I'm gonna buy it as soon as it comes out. I, I love those games, but if you like Borderlands, you should check that one out. So yeah, I don't know if they're gonna talk about Borderlands. I'm with you though. I hope they do. That's one of my all-time favorite series, uh, but I just don't. You said there's nothing else about it. I've heard, haven't heard anything about it other than hey, they might talk about it at E3. Exactly, it's been so such faint. It's so, so many just faint drops on it. It's like, are they you know are they even working on it right now? I mean, I hope they are, and I'm pretty sure they probably are because I mean it's it's such a such a popular game. Yeah, it I'm sure they'll be money for them. They, they've got to have they've got to be making on it somewhere. But I just would hate for them to not do anything with it. So. Yeah, I'm sure they'll eventually get one out, but maybe maybe they'll surprise us. This weirder, weirder, weirder things have happened at E3. Then yes, all of a they sudden, have. Oh, here's Borderlands 3. We've been keeping it a secret, and that'd be awesome. Yeah, let's hope they pull something off like that. So a lot of things going on like that. Um, to jump into it, my love-hate relationship with Destiny, I hope to hear <laughs> I a help. little... I, I hope to hear a little bit more about the Forsaken. Uh, it's... It's something I'm going to discuss in what is detail. The Forsaken? It's their new uh, DLC oh, that Taken drops King uh, that, that, dro- that drops on uh, September 4th, or yeah, September 4th, something like that. But uh, um, I'm skeptical this time, a lot more skeptical than I've ever been, especially because I feel like I've been burned by them not once, not twice, but three times just in their past release year, which their release year is from September to September, basically. And so I feel like I've been burned three times. One with the drop of uh, Destiny Two, then their two expansions, because you know it's just it, it, they 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 didn't produce a quality product compared to what they had with Destiny One. So um, we're not going to get into too much detail with that because you'll get to hear a nice little rant from me on some uh, fireside chat about that. Because I'm in a position now where I'm probably going to have two fireside chats about nothing but about Destiny. But you know that's just how it goes and. You get to hear me rant about that. Um, another one that's kind of the hype trains like picked up for that I'm kind of excited about is um, a game that's been referred to as the des- as one of the Destiny killers is Anthem, and the stuff that I've seen from it looks really promising, uh, really nice. Uh, they, there's an Anthem Facebook page now that they put together that they've actually been pulling together some of the stuff they've have found leaked online. 
and a lot of the data and the info looks good, and there's supposed to be a uh, or it, there's rumors that are possibly of, of a playable demo at E3 this year. So if that's the case, then we might have something good going on. And speaking of that, EA does their uh, does their presentation because they have press conferences all on the days all leading up to uh, E3, which E3 is from the 12th to the 14th. And the press conferences are starting at, uh, they're actually doing a lot of them beforehand. And June 9th is the first one, and EA is actually the first one up. So June 9th, we should start hearing some stuff about uh, Anthem. And their press conference is 11 a.m. Pacific time. Before you get too deep into Anthem, I just wanted to say this. So there is a glimmer of hope for Bungie um, with Destiny. Uh, Not, excuse me, not with Destiny. There's no hope there. Okay, so let's just go ahead and squash that. There's no hope for Destiny. <laughs> Destiny is going to be the same thing. Let's hope they continue to do this. They're going to release Destiny, Taken King 2, and get it back to the level that Destiny 1 was at. Maybe. I didn't even watch the trailer. I remember your response to it, and then I won't even get into it. Not surprising. But check this out. So a developer, uh, publisher, NetEase, excuse me, not developer, publisher, NetEase, a $100 million investment. It's a Chinese publisher. Two Bungie, and uh, to try to get the Bungie games into China. But a statement from Bungie says this, Today we are excited to announce that we've entered into a new partnership with NetEase to help us explore new directions. Okay, said This is off on Den of Geek, uh, said Bungie on a blog post. With their industry expertise... They'll empower us to build new worlds and invite players old and new to join us there. They'll help us support separate teams inside Bungie and bring our newest ambitions to life. So, sounds to me like a new Bungie game, that a new world, new universe, to bring our newest ambitions to life. So they have something up their sleeve. Obviously, they're a game developing company. But uh, do something else. Get off this Destiny kick and get your name you know, while there's still a little bit of glimmer of life, we've been talking on Facebook with some of the people about Bungie. Well, it's the publisher. Well, you know, whatever the case, Bungie's lost too many good men already. Uh, their their main story writer and their uh, Marty, their you know their uh, composer. So, oh man, it's too good, too much talent there to go to waste. So anyway, I won't get too deep off into that. Just so you know, they are. There are hints that they are going to start releasing something else. So anyway, sorry to interrupt you with the. Uh, that's all right. I was planning to discuss that on my on my fireside chat okay, because that's a, that's a, that's a big catalyst into some comments that have been made by higher ups in Bungie. Okay. So uh, that's something that you'll hear here on my fireside chats. So like I said, I plan to record two of those here pretty soon and throw those out. So. So with Especially, Anthem, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I just say just to say to capture that to capture all that junk that's going on with Bungie. Okay, so here's my catch with Anthem, and it's really, I mean, I, ha- I don't have a whole lot of hope for Anthem. I don't say hope. I don't have a lot of excitement. I don't know how it's going to be. I hope it's great. I really do. And they got Bioware doing it. That's a good thing. But, we, you know, what company better to do Destiny than Bungie? But Activision's the publisher, and they ruined it. Now you got a great developer, Bioware, with a publisher, EA, who has said, Hey, we're going to delay Battlefront, or excuse me, Anthem because of all the Battlefront 2 pushbacks I got from microtransactions, which leads me to believe they developed Anthem around a lot of microtransactions. Now they got to go take them all out. 
So paywalls, and I mean, it's just a whole nightmare that your mind can just run crazy with, your imagination about how this game is going to be. And man, that just really does, that just killed it for me. Um, and, you know, we'll see. Even in the, even during the playthrough at uh, E3 that we're expecting to see, they're not going to have any of that there. So it's just going to have to be, they don't have a good track record with Battlefront 2. They don't, and, they, uh, and EA has really hurt their image. And I think, I think their whole redoing of Anthem and going back and revamping it and restructuring it, I think they're trying to save their image. Now they have a chance to, they have a chance to save their image. They, if they come out with Anthem and Anthem blows the doors off and microtransactions are minimal and in the background and away from it, because let's face it, we both know, we both know that we hate microtransactions. Everybody out there listening knows that Clearfire and Hollywood are completely against (laughs) microtransactions, but they're, they're coming, they're here and, you know, we can gripe about it all we want, but until you know more is done, there's still going to be microtransactions here and there. But if they make it minimal in the game, then it's not going to hurt the gameplay. You know, like with what Monster Hunter's done with their microtransactions. I had a conversation with somebody on a Facebook page about this. They're like, "Oh, there's no micro, there's no transactions in micro, uh, there's no microtransactions in Monster Hunter World." I'm like, "Well, then you tell me how they charge me for a Hadouken pose." And costumes, and tell me how that's not a microtransaction. They have microtransactions, but they're so hard to find. They're not even in the in the in game. You can't go in game and buy them. You have to go to the PSN store to buy them. So their microtransactions are so far attached from the actual gameplay that they don't affect it. If they do microtransactions like that, I'm fine because that means they're over to the side. If I really want to deal with them, I can go look at them. If I don't want to deal with them, I don't even have to go over that area. And I think that's a I think that's a good form for them to do if they're just gonna have to if they have to really just have microtransactions. So let's hope that Anthem or that EA has learned their lesson from Battlefront Two, and they're doing something like that because. Honestly, Anthem before microtransaction issue came up, it looked fantastic. It looked great. It looked interesting, and I was excited about it. Then when the microtransaction thing blew up in EA's face, I got less excited. And then when they pushed it back and said that we're trying to make it better, uh, aka we're trying to take all the microtransaction junk out, then I was like, okay, yeah, my my <coughs> hopes are dashed and my uh, excitement's quite qualmed for that because it's just, you know, there's no excitement there if there's microtransactions in it. So well, look at ID software with Doom. And I don't remember microtransactions in Doom. I don't remember any in Rage. Of course, it was a 360 game. CD Projekt Red, there's none in Witcher that I know of. Uh, you know, they got downloadable content extra. But, you know, these games are golden and everybody looks forward to the new release, you know, fallouts mm-hmm. and, and elder scrolls. And so they have developed a, a loyal fan base to where they can almost guarantee they're going to sell, you know, X million co- uh, copies right off the yep. gate. So what is more valuable that loyalty or just these quick hits, these little literally microtransactions, these nickel and diamond, their customer base that starts to hate them. And I started to backfire on EA and I love your comments there, and I hope that's the route they take to where, hey, this we can, that the leadership has the foresight to say, instead of nickel and diamond our fans, let's use this 
Anthem as an opportunity, especially with the pushback that Destiny's getting. We've seen two Destinies. We can learn from these mistakes. All the pushback we got there, all the pushback from Battlefront 2. Let's clean our image and say, look, we're going to release this game, and it's going to be a 7- to 10-year thing. I don't know if that's – they haven't stated that. We're assuming it's going to be that, that, like Destiny. Yeah. And we can use this as an opportunity to, to clean up our image, and we will sell – these games, you know, multiple millions right off the bat every time we release another one because we got our trust back from our fans. That would be great. I would love that. And I'd, be, I'd love to be a part of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the whole thing that I'm worried about. Anthem. Um, a couple things. Something I found today that I just found today that I was very excited about was uh, a game that me and Hollywood played back in our college days. SoCom. <laughs> you know, they're talking about so. It's called SoCom Coalition. And it looks like they're going to announce it, at least a teaser about it at E3. And man, I'm telling you right now, we are going to be all over that game if that one comes out. And this one is pure. I'm just going to hype it because I don't know anything about it other than the name SOCOM Coalition. Bring it on. Let's bring some SOCOM back. Let's have that game back. I love SOCOM 1 and 2. It was so much fun. I even played it on the PSP a little bit, and that was fun. Yeah, Bring SOCOM back. You Here's know, the only a, problem. That, that's what I'm excited about. Is that it used to be done by Zipper, I believe, Interactive, and they mm-hmm. sold SOCOM. So the SOCOM you played on PlayStation 3 was not a Zipper game, and I might be saying the wrong developer or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's Zipper. Z-I-P-P-E-R. And, uh, um, Zipper Interactive, yeah. Yeah, and so... And then, then Zipper, like the group that that disbanded, so they, they're no longer, but the, a group of those uh, developers started another company and they did the MAG, multi, massive action, you know, multiplayer action mm-hmm. game, something massive multiplayer action game. And it had like 256 people on the, on you know, it, it didn't really do anything that game and it kind of just kind of faded out. But, you know, if they can release it third party, like we talked about, I actually listened to that Halo um podcast that we did the other day and we talk about SOCOM a little bit in there where you know you get killed you die and you got a three minute wait time and it makes you you know use strategy and it's so much fun I can kind of get into it here uh actually I won't get into it because we'll save that for the SOCOM but I'm with you I'm I mean I cannot help but be pumped I'm gonna have hype on that. It's it's so calm. I'm gonna have hype on that because it's just oh, it's, I'm so it's nostalgia. Because I remember when I first the first time I got I remember my first so calm. You know, Mississippi State uh, basically hijacked my TV for 36 hours straight. You know, stayed up all night, all day playing it. Called my buddies to bring me pizza and all that, and they're like, "Hey, why are you telling me to come bring you pizza?" It's like I'm just playing this game and I'm not leaving it. You know. And all of that, you know, just, just remember all those times like that, playing it and how much fun it was playing it with being able to play a game with you again. Because, you know, at that time you were off uh, elsewhere. I think you were at Full Sail at that time. And oh, so yeah. we had the whole, we had the whole different, we had very, we were very far, you know, we were far apart at that time, not being able to hang out. And it was one of the first games we were able to play online together and hang out together again. So that was you know, it's, it's it's a really important game in our gaming history, and so I'm I'm going to get pumped up for it, no matter how crappy it turns out to be. It's just one of those games that no, I'm, I'm going to. It, it better not, not be crappy. crappy. So it, I hope it's third person, and it's the. I mean, they had even on the old ones, they had the respawn. Nobody really played it. They, I mean, people played yeah. it, but the real gamers played the permadeath. You know, oh, you yeah. wait three minutes and you develop a strategy, and it's just so much more fun because yeah, you might kill everybody but one guy on the other team and you're all hunting him down are the opposite 
you're the only guy left and there's four people on the opposite team and everybody on your team's watching this watching you and you pull through kill four oh you just feel so it just feels so good to you do that feel like you know? a hero yeah you you're felt, a hero you, 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 i mean it, it felt so awesome because i remember get, getting that i remember doing that one time i remember doing it and it's funny because like everybody's watching you but you can't hear them because they're dead you know and all the dead people could talk to each other and that's what was cool about it you know you had that that, that breaking communication and I remember that my favorite gun, I forget what the name of the pistol was. It was that machine gun pistol yeah, that you had to, that you, you had to point at their feet 18th. to be able to shoot them in the head, you know. And I, that's all I had, you know, that's all I was playing with that night. And I was the last one alive. And it was so funny. Like I, I, I killed the four people like Hollywood was talking about. I took them out. And then all of a sudden the chat comes in from everybody's been dead. They're like, Oh my God, how did you do that? Oh my God. You know, we thought we were going to like, we were so pissed off at you for playing it with, with that, with that pistol. You should have been playing with your rifle and taking them out like that. You know, they're telling me how I should have killed them. And all I remember is saying, but I killed them, didn't I? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, then what does it matter? I'm your hero. You know, and it was so much fun because like they were all excited that I killed them with this, you know, with the worst gun in the game. Oh, and that was a game. That wasn't the worst gun. I thought it was the worst gun Bullet. because... I, I, I said, we, could, we need to save these stories because I'll, I'll leave it alone. The M9 pistol and the 552 silence for some of the... Those are the real hero guns because you can you have to almost get a headshot to get a kill because they take so oh, yeah. many shots. I mean, the M9 would take like eight shots to somebody's body to kill. <laughs> but I mean, anyway, we'll, we'll get it. But SOCOM three or whatever. It's not what it would it be. SOCOM five. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They they they're calling. Well, they're calling it SOCOM Coalition right now. So that's the name that I've seen printed in a couple things that I found today. It's SOCOM Coalition. So they're not going with SOCOM one, two, or three or anything yeah. like that. It's going to be SOCOM Coalition, which, I mean, they had a couple SOCOMs. Uh, Fireteam Bravo was one of the ones on PSP. I think Fireteam Bravo 2 they had. And they had a couple other little side things. So I think they're just going to call it the SOCOM Coalition and let it be at that, which will be awesome. And another one I'm hyped up for is uh, PUBG finally coming to PS4. Yeah, it's going to be good. I want to play it. Um, I, I, I've got a PC that I could play it on, but I just don't have the time to sit down at the PC and play it. And I think it's going to be fun. I like it better. I like the looks of it better than Fortnite. Um, I know a lot of people that play Fortnite, but I want to, I want a game where I'm going around grabbing a gun, trying to shoot you. Not a game where I'm trying to build a tower or whatever so I can hide from you. I just want to run up there and shoot you. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing I like doing if I'm going to play that type of game. Yeah. So, and two, I want to see, I want to see winner, winner, chicken dinner across my screen. You know, that's their, <laughs> that's their thing. So, well, um, another one that's kind of big on everybody's mind is this Fallout seventy six. So we we, I posted a trailer that said nothing but stand by on Facebook, yep. uh, and even now it's like, is that another Fallout? That's got to be. And they didn't have this is before the trailer teaser came out mm-hmm. and all this, and then it finally came out. So. And it's really nothing to that. It just kind of shows the standard camera scrolling through all the, the world and the fallout, mm-hmm. you know, 1776 to 2076, so 300 years. And, uh, you know, what is it going to be? So there's there's speculations. You know, we don't know if it's going to be a standard fallout. Either way, they're going to get kind of pushback probably. Of course they will. But is this going to be a new fallout, a proper fallout? Or is it some people are saying it might be an online survival type of game? Um, just not a prop, not a standard fallout. That's uh, what they're saying. It could not, it could be, 
But I don't know. I mean, Fallout 4 just they, they dominate, and it is a phenomenal game. It's another one of my favorites uh, up there, the top of the list, just in terms of content, just overall, just fun factor. So I have never played a Fallout game. Oh, my gosh, man. So I'm going to throw that out there. I've never played a Fallout game. And seeing the Fallout 76 trailer, seeing Fallout 4 and all of that, kind of is making me want to play it. You know, I think I might go pick up Fallout uh, 4, give it a shot, and play a little bit of it and see how it is. Because, I mean, I've heard good things from you. I've heard good things from some of our other gamer buddies talking about it. So I think I might have to give it a spin in the old PS4 and see how it goes. Because it looks like it's going to be, you know, Fallout 76, you know, the, the uh, little uh, teaser trailer that I put up. You know, it, it looks it looks interesting. You know, it just it looks like something that would be up my alley to play. So, yeah, it's we'll see what it's kind of game it's going to be. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be good, whatever it's going to be. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I don't know how they would do an online survival. It sounds like it could be real fun. You got to if you have to coordinate with other people and you know, same type of stuff. But well, they did. It. They've done it on the PC. You know, uh, you got H one Z one that was on the PC. That was a that was a survival game that you had to survive from other people and all that as well, and, and to survive from zombies. You've got the game coming out that um, I'm not sure if they've got a release date for it yet or not. Days Gone, which is going to be a survival game, and I don't know how if they're going to do it online or if it's going to be a strictly single player game as well. So you're looking at you've got a couple of you got a couple of examples of how it's set up to where if it was a survival game, which would be really interesting and something new for the co- for the consoles because consoles don't really have that, and if they do, they're not online survival. You know, you do have survival in the uh, is it called Metal Gear Survive? Yeah, you got that one, and I I, I don't know who's played that. I, I don't think even, it was it's just riddled it, with microtransactions and scared everybody. Is it even away. is it even out? It's is out. It even yeah, it's yeah. Out. So. So, I mean, it's something that didn't really hit our radar too big. I mean, we talked about it in one of our podcasts, but, you know, outside of that, it really hadn't picked up on our radar, and I haven't heard anybody talk about it other than, well, oh, yeah, there's Metal Gear Survivors out there. So And it looked kind of cool, and then when it came out, the, the initial press, which is what you do not want to get if you're a game developer, is, oh, it's riddled with microtransactions, and then everybody just forgot about it. Like, we're not going to play it then. You mm-hmm. know, you can't, you can't do that, so... They did anyway, and I and I don't know. I hadn't played the game, but that's just the rumor, so nobody touched yeah. it. Um, so other ones that we're kind of expecting that's just too to be expected. Battlefield Five, you know, another EA game. Great, and they showed a trailer of it. Yeah, it looks more kind of goofy. It's not goofy, but it's more not as serious as as the other ones I've kind of seen and heard about. Um, mm-hmm. and. You know, so we'll, we'll go over Microsoft real quick. I mean, what are they going to bring? So they're expecting, you know, we're, I don't know, Halo 6, another Master Chief game. I mean, I don't really care. Uh, Gears of War, another one. And they got to do something different. And then Crackdown, this is just their standard IPs. Yeah. That, uh, you know, it's kind of like, dude, okay, we're, that's, we want, we need something different now at this point. But they're going to have to do something. Like they said, a Sea of Thieves was a good try. Um, mm-hmm. Just some kind of different. IP for them to get people to want to play their games. I mean, Halo 6, Gears of War, and Crackdown aren't cutting it, you know. Yeah. I, I could care less about Crackdown, even Gears of War, and and quite frankly, Halo 6. Um, But, so, another one is uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. So, did Not you play that? 
I didn't Hearts. play it, but I know a lot of people that did, and they really loved it. And so I might go back and try to play some of it because they see it seems like it's some interesting games there. Yeah, I got so. two of them on. I got, I think I got two. I got two of them, two PlayStation Two versions, Unchained Melodies or something. I don't remember Melodies Unchained something, and then just the original one. And you know, people are in love with these games, and it's a Square you know square and you know disney and they go into different disney worlds or whatever but i cannot get into them man. i just don't know i cannot get into them and so you know it's just i'm just one of those some people really love them and I, there's people on the internet talking about they heard the uh the theme song again uh for the first time in forever and they like literally started crying because they remembered their Kingdom Hearts game, you know, and and so, um, I, I don't know, man. I just, I mean, I'm not knocking anybody that's into it. I mean, it's, it's certainly a good game to be into. I can certainly see the merit, but I just can't get into it. So I'm not really that excited about Kingdom Hearts three. I just didn't know if you played it or not, or played any no, of Kingdom Hearts. I, I haven't touched any of the Kingdom Hearts. They just never, they never piqued my interest. They never were something that just I looked at and go, hey, I think I want to play that. So just kind of was like. Eh, on that. So, so the big question: Final Fantasy VII remake. Are they going to show it? Are they going to show us anything? Yes, they're going to show us. I believe they are. I put money in it because they actually have. Uh, so I saw a screen capture, and I wish I had it in front of me, but it's on my desktop at my uh, at, at my work. So, um, the the actual press conference release of what they're going to do, their timeline of what's all going to go on on the uh, PlayStation Sony uh, uh, press conference, uh, Final Fantasy VII has a big time, time bump in that. So I, I really think that they're going to show us some more stuff and give us some more details on it. <clears throat> I feel like they're a little bit further along in it than what we think. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, they've been working on it for a while, and I know that they released a whole lot of developers and brought in some more to try to do more work on it. And I think that's more for the fact of they're trying to get people that actually can put it out in the amount of time they're trying to do it versus, uh, you know, having to replace things. So, um I really, I, I, I'm trying to stay positive about it because I really think that it should hit at at the very least first of next year. I'm hoping that it'll maybe hit the end of this year and be a Christmas thing because I mean it'd be a perfect timing if it if it came out this Christmas. So yeah, I agree with you about the uh, them being done a little bit further than we think. I think they are as well, and they're just kind of waiting for the right opportunity to release something. I hope it's some type of gameplay, not just they've already released some gameplay to kind of at least show the battle system it obviously is a huge prototype i hope but, it's playable gameplay yeah, that they exactly release. yeah that's a good that's exactly what i'm trying to say yeah the playable kind and just kind of maybe they talk about the materia system how they're going to implement that if they are going to implement it you know just give us something how far along and you know right i hope it is a release the beginning of next year it's probably the earliest it's going to be, but you know they have to break it up. You know it's not going to be the full Final Fantasy VII experience. It's going to be a certain segment. Then we got to wait for the next iteration to release, and so on and so forth. Obviously, I don't think it's going to take as long, but you know 
they they say that well we can't do it all on one CD and you can go back and play Final Fantasy VII. It's on three disc for the PlayStation and it we used to think it was so long but it's like thirty hours. I mean I, you know it's not even that long if you just want to go through it. You can slam you can slam it all in about twenty five to thirty hours straight and then if you go do all the side quests I think that equals up to about fifty hours I think. Because that so, was I mean, the, if you really if you really look at it, I mean, fifty hours is not that much gameplay. I mean, it's well, really yeah, back not, in the yeah, like Monster Hunter, you crank it up. What's this so depressing? I got one hundred and twenty hours. You know, you are like, what? Yeah. Where did all that time come from? But you know, back in the day, that was the thing: forty plus hours of gameplay, thirty to forty yeah. hours. You are like, whoa, man, this game is massive, and that was the big allure. Uh, so, you know, I, can they fit it all in one disc? They just want to milk it. You know, I don't know. I don't really care. Milk it. That's fine. As long as it's good. Exactly. So, we'll see. I, I guess E3 is going to be the telling factor on where we're at with this thing and what we can expect. Because right now, it's it, if they don't release anything at E3 with it, which you said they are, because it's been announced. But we'll see. If it's another CG, CGI trailer or something. If it's another little video, it's not. It, then it, then it's like, okay, now just push it to the side. Quit showing it until you actually got yeah, something. Yeah, don't even, don't even bring it up. So another one they didn't brought up either, that I'm hoping to see, is the Resident Evil 2 remake. I forgot they even announced that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nobody's talking about that, but that would be cool to see. Yeah, that's, an, that's, on, a couple, yeah, that's on a couple rumor sheets as well, so um, uh, that, that would be cool. Um, one, that, <clears throat> one that I did not play back in the day, but I'm kind of excited to see come back and be remastered is Spyro. Yes, Spyro the Dragon. I'm actually I'm actually kind of excited to see that because uh, talking to uh, one of my buddies at work today, that's a game that he got his daughter into gaming on, and they've released some uh, some graphics of it and everything, and I've seen it, and it looks really clean, and that's what's got me a little excited about it. It's like I like to see remasters that actually do the original justice, you know, and that's what yeah. it looks like they're doing in this one, so that's kind of cool. And then I want to bring up the fact that it looks like there's going to be a Bioshock game announced as well. At least that's in the rumor sheet. As well as uh, we might get a trailer for a Bloodborne 2. And uh, uh, Devil May Cry, and possibly even a Devil May Cry 5. Now, I never did play any of the Devil May Cry series. But um, I kind of got a little interested in it because of uh, Monster Hunter World. They actually had, since it's a Capcom game, they actually had the um, uh, Dante's... Basically, you could make your character look like Dante in it, and it actually had pretty good stats. And his weapon, which was a charge blade, was is actually a pretty nice, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty nice weapon in the game. So it's one of the top... I feel like it's one of the top five charge blades in Monster Hunter World. So it kind of made me excited about possibly looking into a Devil May Cry game and seeing how that goes. So yeah, they kind of wanted a more action-oriented Resident Evil, and that's why they started it. And uh, I played the first one, and it was a lot of fun. And I kind of never got into the other ones. And uh, I mean, I own one of them that I got on PlayStation. When the PlayStation Two games are still real cheap now, and I said, "What is a Devil May Cry?" And I think it's three. And uh, there's some HD collections out, and I think there was a game. Am I thinking here that there was an HD one out that I thought it was for free or something on uh, PlayStation? Maybe I don't know. I don't remember, but I couldn't couldn't really get into that one either. Um, but you know, they're, they're definitely got a good following fan base. But yeah, that, they'll release that one and talk about that one. Another was uh, Last of Us Two, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. They're respecting that. 
and Spider-Man. And another one that's real interesting, nobody even knows what kind of game it is, is Death Stranding. And it's the Hideo Kojima game that uh, he kind of broke off and did that. And we're, nobody even knows what it is. It has, uh, what's his name from Walking Dead in there? Uh, what's the guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Norman Reedus. Yeah, Norman Reedus. That's the actor. Yeah, the actor. So he's like in a space suit and he's sees some tracks or something in this weird planet. And that's like all you, that's the only, that's the trailer. Mm-hmm. So Hideo Kojima, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a, a, I don't know, kind of an acquired taste because it's a really heavy story driven games like Metal Gear Solids and all this that we kind of covered in the Metal Gear Solid 5 episode yeah. about, you know, 45 minute cutscenes and stuff like that as he's known for. But he kind of quelled it down a little bit in Metal Gear Solid 5, which Metal Gear Solid 5 is a great game. So hopefully to have something with that, to that effect, open world. So who knows? I mean, nobody has any idea about the game. But hopefully we'll know something more after this E3. And another one that actually popped up is uh, uh, Ubisoft. They uh, were going to have a, an Assassin's Creed Odyssey announced at E3, but they went ahead and announced it early because they were tired of having the rumor swirl until E3. So they've actually announced it a little bit, a little bit ahead but they're going to have more of it at E3. So if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, you'll you'll have some more Assassin's Creed to look at at E3. And it's called Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's uh, I think it's Greece is the um, area that it's going to be in. Ancient Greece. So that'll be an interesting uh, environment for that game. Yeah, another Assassin's Creed. Same thing, different environment. I don't know. I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, I like the last one. I mean, like I said, I got lost shooting animals or shooting at things off the back of my camel. So, yeah. you know, that's, so you know, that it was, and it was kind of fun. telling of the game. That's the funnest thing to do is to ride your camel and shoot stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> so. that, that wasn't the funnest thing to do. It's just, I, I, I was sitting there. It was like one of the quests was to track, you had to track animals down to get their pelts. And I started doing it. And I started doing it. And They're so I was pelt. like, so I was like, okay, let me go shoot shoot a couple of these, get the pelts, and go turn them in. And then I was like, well, while I'm on there, why don't I hunt some other things? Well, I've started hunting tigers and all that kind of other stuff. I mean, you could even... It's just really cool. I mean, the game is pretty... I have to give Assassin's Creed Origins a lot of credit for how well they did the game. When you go swimming, there's actually underwater cities that you can swim through. And yeah. you see all of the visuals and everything. It's a visually stunning game. So that's why I've really enjoyed the parts that I've played of it so far. I need to get, I need to whip it back out and play some more of it. So nice. I'll leave my camel, I'll leave my camel behind this time though. That trips me out about the pelts. <laughs> if, if you have an animal fur on the on the ground, it's just a fur. But if you're killing it, it's a pelt. And killing it to barter, <laughs> then it's a pelt. Yep. <laughs> I have uh, small animal pelts for uh, trade. But anyway, it's so. funny. Um. Black so. Ops. Uh, I'll bring this up too. <laughs> Black Ops Four. <laughs> I'll help. I'll help. I'll help divert his attention from the pelts and furs and uh, bring him over to uh, Call of Duty, which is a game that I know Hollywood played a good bit of, and I tried to get into it, and I just I, I don't like Call of Duties. But Black Ops Four, we're gonna hear more about it. You know, I, I know that's uh, already been. You've already seen some logos out for it and all that kind of stuff. So we should see more about yeah, it there. Everybody can kind of knows what to expect in Call of Duty. You know, nothing going to be nothing. It's a, yeah, it's a Call of Duty. 
So let's go ahead and jump into Nintendo. And this is the big one. Nintendo is the hot topic now with the Switch uh, blowing it up. Um, everybody's loving Nintendo again, which is great. They got some of their brand, uh, some of their newest IPs that we haven't seen in a while that are coming to the Switch. The big thing they're going to have is the Smash Brothers things, what everybody's saying. Oh my gosh. And so I'm standing by, if you've listened to the Smooth Ramblings, and which of course it's going to be this, but it's going to be the same one that was on the Wii U with new characters, probably a couple of new add-ins. But it's not, that's not super shocking. They've always done that. They've always kind of had the same platform. I mean, other than the graphics, it's not really that big of a change per game. Um, it's all, I mean, they got a great system that works, so why, why change it, you know? Uh, I'm if not it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I oh, mean, I love Smash Brothers. I'm pumped about Smash Brothers on this. I didn't play it. Um, I didn't play the last few versions of Smash Brothers, the ones that were on Wii or Wii U. Um, so I'm really pumped about this. Uh, I played the mess out of the first Super Smash Brothers and Super Smash Brothers Melee. Those were two of my favorite Nintendo games of that time. And I mean, I'm telling you, man, they're, they're they're a lot of fun. I think I think they're a lot of fun. And then too, if they're bringing it to Switch with the ability to play it online with people again, I think that's going to be yeah. a lot of fun to play that. Because I mean, it's it's a smash 'em up game that is not super violent, and you're 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 just knocking people around a board and actually trying to knock them completely off the board. And to me, that was a lot of fun, and just the whole fun factor in that to me uh, to me it's really fun um but so that smash brothers um yeah you could play it online wii u so it'll it'll be online with the switch and so you know i just it seems to me like a big button masher and then you're just trying to get the percentages up to 100 i don't even know what move you do to knock them off the screen sometimes they would sometimes they wouldn't you're going off the screen you kind of float back and so you know i don't know i need to give it another try and uh and see how it is. I'm sure my son would like that. And we'd probably, and as soon as I learned the moves and stuff, then I would probably enjoy it a it's little bit more. So much fun. So, um, before we get anything else, so Metroid Prime Four, uh, yep. so going to be. So I hope you know that's going to be awesome. If it's, I don't know how far into development or what we're going to actually see about it. If we're going to see a trailer, some gameplay. I mean, I know they've had this thing going. I'm sure they probably had something in development for the Wii U, but then it tanked. So they're going to say, okay, we're just going to move it to the Switch. And so hopefully, we don't know how far along it is. I'm sure they didn't say, oh, the Switch is doing good. Now we need to release some Metroid. I mean, you know, I'm sure they had a plan for some type of Metroid for the Wii U. And so they're just going to port that over or pick up where they left off, I would assume. So we may be further along than we think. A lot of people are thinking we're not going to see anything hardly, but just another mention of it. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's something far along. We Like we talked about, one of the games we're going to talk about in the upcoming episodes is Super Metroid um, and you know Metroid uh, Primes or you know on the uh, GameCube and the Wii. Uh, pretty fun stuff. I, I enjoy those. So who knows what we're gonna see? I would. I, I'm so just looking at the picture of Super Smash Brothers. I have to bring this up because this was a game that I really loved on the GameCube, and I don't know how many people really enjoyed it, but I really enjoyed Pikmin. I really hope they bring a Pikmin mm-hmm. to the Switch. I really I really like the game. I really like the concept. It was something different, something that was a great puzzle game that you had to figure things out, you know, and grow Pikmin and all that. It was it, to me it was a lot of fun and really creative game. I really hope that they 
possibly announce something about that. This is this is for, for for me. That's a pure absolute speculation coming out of my mouth. I haven't heard that anywhere else. So uh, and and if it is somewhere else, then I ha- I'm sorry for not giving that they, those people credit for announce for you know saying their rumor. But I really hope to hear something about a Pikmin game. I think it was I just think it was a great game and a lot of fun. And I see that it looks like they might have a. Um, Animal Crossing game coming out for the Switch, which, you know, that was really popular, and so um, that would be, you know, that would be a great game. I, I, I would I would like to play an Animal Crossing game. Was, uh, I had a couple of friends that enjoyed it, so. Yeah. Yeah, and that'll two, probably be out. Yeah, and two, they're going to be showing some more stuff about uh, their uh, new Pokemon games, which is uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go uh, Eevee. Which, um, from what I heard, was uh, basically a remaster of Pokemon Yellow. I wasn't a Pokemon player, but I think I might play. I might play one of the games. You know, they kind of look like a fun game, and, and I'm starting to look at games more that are there for the fun factor versus, oh, does it have so much violence or so much of this in it or so much of that in it? You know. And two, I've got to look at games now and say, hey, is this a game that my kid might want to play one day? Let me play it to see if it's good enough for him to play. So it kind of gives me that chance to do that. And two, I got to give them credit because they're actually making use of the Joy-Con controllers in the game where you actually have to use the Joy-Con controller to throw a Pokeball, you know, and and they actually have a Pokeball controller coming out with it as well. So, I mean, I give them credit for being creative on that. So Yeah, they're trying to capitalize on the Pokemon Go craze, and it's almost similar to that. You just throw the ball. And you can actually link your Pokemon Go account to your Pokemon Go Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu. Yeah. So they so. Ha- have the link between them. So, I mean, I don't blame them for trying to capture on that craze because oh, sure. it, it was bit. It's a bit. It's a big thing, and you know, if it's done right, it would actually probably be pretty fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a Pokemon fan. Pokemon fan. Po- what am I? Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon fan, fan, <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> fan. That's what yeah. it sounds like you try to say. I'm not, a Poke- <laughs> I'm not a Pokemon fan. So we'll see how how that goes, man. But um, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll do well, and hopefully it draws a lot of people to the Switch. The only thing is, you know, the casual gamers like the Wii U just blew. Or you know, the Wii U, the Wii sold more con, 100 million consoles because just the novelty of it. So then you got a lot of shovelware mm-hmm. that goes with that for somebody just throwing to throw something out there. So, um, you know, the casual gamers, Pokemon Go, just get a get a Switch to kind of. Oh, I like Pokemon Go, so let's get a Switch and let's do this thing. And, you know, I don't know. They don't play anything else but Pokemon Go and then get on the Switch. And I, I mean, I, I agree with what they're trying to do. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know. I just, I'm kind of thinking out loud here is how, how that would affect everything. Just kind of get a lot of casuals in there. Because, like I said, the Wii was more just the motion control. It's not going to be to that that extent anyway. But, I mean, I know people, gamers never even touched a game, you know, before in their life. And they bought a Wii. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to play oh, yeah. whatever on there. But... You know, so I'm sure that'll draw a lot of people into it from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so another thing about Nintendo that we hadn't talked about, and you probably didn't see it either. I didn't see it. Uh, is the Toe Jam and Earl release for the Switch? No, we, I didn't we, see that. We're going to talk I about. Think, I think you had mentioned that in a previous podcast. Yeah, I did, and and it's been confirmed. I just don't know if they're going to say anything else about it, or if it's a big enough game that everybody's like, hmm, let me see that. You know, maybe it'll it'll mention it. But 
I'll be playing it. I mean, uh, it's probably one of the reasons why I own a Switch now. Because yeah. I love Toji and Earl. It was one of my favorite Sega games. You know, and so between that and Monster Hunter uh, Generations U, that's probably the reasons why I own a Switch right now. And neither one of the games are out yet, so that's kind of funny. <laughs> All right, just some uh, some extra side notes here. Division 2, uh, Ubisoft yep. games, uh, Beyond Good and Evil. So, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, which that's a cult classic, Beyond Good and Evil. And uh, you can play a remake on it now on uh, PlayStation, I believe. They had it for Xbox 360. You sell on the Xbox Store or whatever and PlayStation Store. Um you know, whatever. I, I couldn't get in. I never, I didn't play it long enough to get into it. It's like animals, you know, pig, sidekick, and the bad guys are animals or whatever. Stuff like that. I mean, I don't know enough about it. Uh, the people that do like it, they're not super thrilled about the trailer. I guess it just didn't really show much. Mm-hmm. You know, but it is a cult classic, so there's something that drew people to it. They need to capture that. Uh, the Division, you know, I haven't played that either. But they said it got... After the, all the downloads and stuff, it got really good, and so yeah, we're hoping I, I played Division the, Two yeah. will be good. I played the Division during its beta, and it was fun during its beta. And then the minute it dropped live, it was just terrible game. And then I actually have there are actually some people in our you know our Destiny clan that actually went back and played Division after all the updates and changes to it. They actually say it's a really fun game. So it might be yeah. worth checking that out and too. And yeah. then also it looks like Ubisoft is going to be pushing another Splinter Cell. Yeah. So, so yeah, so Splinter Cell, the new one. Um, and but yeah, the division just you know I've been interested in seeing. I was excited for the first one and I didn't play it at all. And uh, that's the exact same things I've heard. So hopefully they will take what they've learned and press on for Division Two, and uh, just continue to evolve from there into a better game. So we'll see how it pops off. You know when it releases and. Uh, if it's something good, then it's something that I could be excited about. Let's see. You got anything else for E3? Um, let's see. I'm just looking down the list of stuff. I mean, there's tons of stuff, but it's like, do we want to announce it all? I mean, it's just so many things. Let me. I, I do want to do this. I'm going to scroll through the list of uh, developers that are going to be there that um, we might have not mentioned and other stuff too. Um, somebody, ArenaNet, they, uh, they made the game... Um, Guild Wars, uh, online PC game that I played for a while. Uh, AMD will be there, so maybe they'll have some new AMD technology come out. Uh, Astro Gaming, uh, I use Astro headsets, so I want to announce them that they're going to be there. So I'm just going to go through my list of uh, 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 developers and uh, companies that are going to be there. Uh, just to give you a laugh, BYU is going to be there. Brigham Young University. So that's just <laughs> kind of funny that they're listed on that. Um, CD Projekt Red. There's a game that they're supposed to be doing, and I forget what it is, but uh, check them out. Cyberpunk 2077 that I mentioned, the very first game. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that what CD Projekt Red is doing? Yeah, I forget what I forgot what game they did. Um, there's a college game competition that's going to be there, so if you can check that out, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be there. Uh, Dell Gaming Alienware. I'm not a big fan of Dell, but uh, Alienware stuff is pretty nice. Um, let's see Epic Games Facebook will be there yay so excited about that wow more crap from Facebook Uh, let's see 
Funko and GameStop will be there, which um, they're actually releasing this for the collector side of people. They're actually doing this year. They're doing uh, limited edition pops for just E3. Uh, I think there's a I think there's a Halo pop or two that are uh, E3 limited uh, edition pops only. So you can check them out. Uh, Gearbox. Also, uh, Nintendo also is doing a thing too. If you hadn't seen it, we could you can hear it here first. If you're gonna go, but if you bring your Nintendo Switch with you uh nintendo's passing out a limited coin that just says i brought mine or something like that and has a little switch icon on it so that could be pretty cool to get officially from nintendo yeah if you bring your switch to e3 so if you're going bring your switch yeah well gearbox of course uh let's see i mean there's a ton this list is huge ign entertainment that's uh another that's a uh a group we get some of our news from. So these are all people out. that are having something to bring to the table or they're just uh-huh. showing up. They're showing up and they've got, they've got booths. Most of these should have booths there. So booths showing something so off. I got uh, one for you. Control freaks. Is uh Tari going to be there? Atari. Let me go back up to the top. I'd love for there to be a big four. I don't see Atari at all. Yeah. And so, you know, they're releasing their new console. Yep, they've got their new one coming out. And there's really um, nothing new about it. It's a whole different podcast, yeah. but, you know, it's kind of, you know, weak. Did you did yeah. you look into that new console that he got? Uh, very little. I mean, I, I wasn't too excited about it. So. so it does everything a mini PC can almost. Mini, mini mm-hmm. PC does more, but, yeah. you know, internet Linux-based system. Uh, so... But it has all the old Atari games on it. Like, great. You can go buy it for on Steam right now for 10 bucks mm-hmm. and have all the exactly. same games. Then it's got Tempest 4000 or whatever. Like, great. And, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's super pumped about it. But, like, 4,000-something people. I mean, like, a ton of thousands of people have donated money. They're real excited about it. And I guess I would be, too, if it was, like, Nintendo, something I grew up on. Mm-hmm. I wanted to release something like that. Since they've kind of been quiet for decades now. Yeah. But, um... You know, it's like saying, hey, the new Nintendo Switch is out and you can play Wii games on it. You know, everybody would be outraged, but nobody seems to care that since it's Atari. Yeah. But you get three different ones to choose from. And like the, you know, it's like the low grade one for 200 or something like that. And or 150 or something, the mid grade is like 200. And the, the one with the wood, the wood, the wood grain paneling, real wood, you know, it says yeah. uh, real wood for the wood grain. It's like two seventy. So that wood grain strip, real wood, costs you seventy bucks to have yeah. on there. W- worth every penny. Anything oh, yeah. wood grain. Definitely. They need a wood grain, uh, <laughs> a wood grain PS4 or something. But yeah. um, you know, so that's that's perfect. Old school Atari. Wood grain. Yep. Yeah. You throw that back on there. You get <laughs> seventy bucks all all day long. <laughs> yeah. Um, another company I want to mention, uh, Razor. They do some quality products. Uh, another one too is Scuff. Is that the gaming. same Razor that made the Razor phone? Yeah. Yeah. Made the Razor phone. Made the Razor gaming. They do a lot of. Uh, they do a lot of PC stuff too. Um, Scuff Gaming. Uh, I want to announce and uh, mention them. I do have a Scuff controller. I, I do like their products. I think they put out quality stuff. I know, uh, I know a lot of people are gonna say no, no, they don't do quality. But uh, so far, my Scuff has not broken, has not done anything bad, and I've had it for more than a year, and it's been beat up a little bit, and it's it works perfect. Um, enjoyed that. So uh, go, and they also have a new controller that they're releasing for the PlayStation Four. It's basically the their version. 
and it's an official, officially licensed PS4 controller, and it's their version of the Xbox Elite controller for the PS4. It looks really nice if you like the offset sticks that the Xbox has, and you want to play on PC, uh, uh, PS4. That's the controller you need to look at, and it allows you to do modifications to it. You can take the rumble packs in and out. It's got a magnetic faceplate. It's got an extra set of uh, side bumpers that you can uh, program. It's got the four paddles on the back to program. Really nice looking controller. Go check them out. Uh, just trying to see if there's anything random that would be uh, something good to mention. Uh, uh, Tencent America LLC. Tencent is uh, a uh, Chinese develop, game developer, and that's their American branch. They've got a game out uh, that's similar to a uh, Fortnite PUBG type game that they want to bring over. So check out, see what they've got. Uh, it might be pre- it might be worth your time to check that out if you're uh, watching it. Um, T-Mobile is going to be there, so if you need some if you need some cell phone stuff, then you got that. Turtle Beach is another good company for headsets if you're looking for a headset. Um, Warner Brothers Interactive, um, and yeah, that's about that's about it from the list that I want to pull random names out of. But there's a really long list. I mean, they've got some really nice companies going to be there. Um, if you get a chance to go, go hit up their booths. You probably get some free swag from them. I know I love that's what I loved when I go to any of my conferences. I go to work, go for for work is get the free swag. But um, that's about it I have for E3. I mean, looks like we've got a good. A good upcoming list and a good bit of rumors there that, you know, hopefully most of them take shape and come to fruition. Yep. So we'll see what happens and then we'll do a uh, kind of a news update on what actually happened uh, next next podcast. Oh, you uh, do you want to mention anything about the contest? So here, here's the thing. We have contests quite often and uh, just listen to a few podcasts. And uh, you'll you'll get the okay. I'll, I'll give you. I'll go ahead and do the podcast, the contest again. But we're trying to do it for people that listen to it quite often. So it's just a uh, I own one game on the uh, Sega Genesis, and just tell me what game it is, and I'll send you a free game. So that's all you have to do, and the free game will be something new, like a PlayStation Four game or something. It's not going to be a retro game. It'll be a new game, or if you want a retro game and it's within decent price I can I'll get that to you as well so whatever you guys need but the goal of that is to just kind of keep you guys listening to the podcast and um, for these random drops but also just to kind of reward our listeners but at the same time it helps promote our brand so that's what that's what we want to do so that's the goal of it yeah we want to give back to you you listeners out there that are listening to every single podcast because I mean we, we specifically designed this one to you know this this giveaway to say hey if you've been listening you know the answer all you got to do is tell us but I, you know after, I was understand uh, the whole dilemma here because it is a kind of a pain to go back especially if you've already heard them you just don't remember to go back and listen to an old one an hour long and hope it's the right one so exactly um, I don't even remember which one it's in but um, you know if this if this contest doesn't it's in go the, then it's in the collecting one I 100% know it's in the collecting one. Okay. We mentioned it because we were talking about our collections, and you mentioned it in the collecting one. So if they go back and listen, I'll tell you this. You can go back to listen to the collecting one. <laughs> you should have it there. That's one of our most listened to ones. So. Exactly. Um, yeah, so if you get it, just email me or shoot me a 
hit up hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, so, yep, that's all you have to do. So that's what last time I probably mentioned the podcast of that contest, and then we'll move on from there if nobody gets it, and to do mm-hmm. something else. So, yep. All right. Well, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, stay tuned for the uh, next episode of the predictions coming true and the actual happenings of the uh, E3 conference coming up. What are the dates for that? June? The the conference goes from June 12th to June 14th, but uh, the developers, the big ones, are doing their press conferences before that start on June 9th. So basically, anywhere from June 9th through the 14th, you should be hearing stuff about E3. All right, and we'll probably drop something probably five days later. So anyway... Thanks, you guys, for joining us, and we will see you next time. Take care, guys.